On this episode of Nurses Voices, we'll be speaking with two nurses who work in home care. This is Nurses Voices. Nurses Voices is supported by the Canadian Nurses Foundation and by the Canadian Nurses Association. Welcome to Nurses Voices. I'm Mary Wheeler. And I'm Gail Donner. Throughout COVID, much of the focus has been on hospitals and long-term care. One sector that has received little attention is home care and the healthcare professionals who provide care in the home. Michelle Williams is a registered nurse who works in community palliative care in Toronto for St. Elizabeth Healthcare. And Paul Hickey is a licensed practical nurse who works in home supports as a director of nursing for caregivers Newfoundland and Labrador's first accredited home care agency. I wonder if we could begin, Michelle, with you to talk about what your role as a palliative care nurse was like before COVID and what has happened in the past year. Before COVID, it was in-person, all in-person visits, providing the in-home care. But um, since COVID, things have changed quite a bit. So we do a lot of virtual visits. So it's about a 50-50% in regards to home visits versus virtual visits for COVID. So for those patients who are pretty stable, we do the virtual visits in the home. But if for any reason the patient does need an in-person visit, that'll be done as well. So then, Paul, for you, what has COVID been like? It's been virtual when possible, but a lot of our services, it's just it's not a lot of work that we can do anything virtual. So it's just trying to be as safe as possible. Um, on our home support side of things, personal protective equipment has been big. So ensuring that all of our workers have proper PPE when going to home. And we have clients in very rural areas. So it's been a challenge. It was a challenge to try to get the PPE to, to places. And then teaching workers how to properly don and off their PPE and just ensure they have a sufficient supply. We've been fortunate here in Newfoundland. We haven't had as much of an outbreak as some of the other areas in Canada, but we still have to be very careful. So going into people's homes during a pandemic, families were saying, don't send anybody. And sometimes healthcare workers were saying, I don't want to travel from home to home to home because I don't know if it's a safe environment for me and my family. Has that been any part of your experience, Michelle? So we do our self-screening, making sure that I'm okay, my family's okay before I venture out to work. And then what we do is we do a a calling into the patient's home. I do the screening as well. We make sure we wear our mask, our face shield, and depending on what the patient's status is, we do wear a mask and gown. We always make sure we give a choice do you want a virtual or do you want an in-person visit? There's not much that we can really do virtually. Um, if I'm going into a home to train a home support worker, uh, there's always a practical portion uh, and a theory portion of the training. Theory, theory portion can be done virtually, not a problem. But the practical portion, um, that is hands-on. Uh, we do ourselves training as well. Um, if the client does not feel comfortable having um, us come in to do some training with our workers. We'll try to rely on family members or people that are already within their circle of care to provide the training until we're able to to go in and do our formal training. In terms of scheduling, a lot of our workers have numerous clients and have numerous clients probably within the same day. 
limiting and trying to keep everyone's circle of care small, limiting the amount of workers per client, but then that does add a staffing shortage. We work with what we have and take it um, kind of on a case-by-case basis. Could you just talk to us a bit about what home care is like in Newfoundland? Sure. So home care in Newfoundland is privatized. There is funding through the government and the regional health authorities. The majority of business is privatized. So, for example, if we have a client that is in hospital and they are discharged and it seems that they need home support, a request goes out before the client is discharged to you know, the numerous home support agencies in the province. Once it's selected, then the client is discharged into our care. We build a care team for that client. Michelle, is it the same situation in palliative care? So what happens when the patient, say, for instance, referral is put through to home and community, used to be the Lynn, it goes over, it comes over to Santa Liz, and then they match the nurse, the coordinator matches the nurse with the patient and whatever needs they need, including the PSW service, whether or not um, PSW, so those things are requests from the hospital itself. So once that patient comes over to me, I get that referral, I do the, re- I do the review, and I connect with the patient. It's always a matching of the nurse and the patient, what that patient care needs are. It takes a lot of independence and a little bit of courage to do any kind of home nursing. Paul, I know you went straight from your licensed practical nurse uh, program to uh, community, to home care. So I'd be curious about why you chose that. What made you think that was the place that was a good fit? My first instinct was I wasn't too aware of what the job would entail. Rather than going to bedside nursing or working in an institution where I, I knew what I was getting into, I wanted to challenge myself and go into a field that I didn't know that much about. And another reason was my late grandmother. She had her own health challenges for the last couple of years of her life. Lived at home, um, didn't want to go into an institution. That's a big thing I find here in Newfoundland. A lot of people do not want to go into institutions. They want to stay living at home. But the resources uh, and the education that she on how to properly care for themselves isn't in place. I just remember seeing her struggle uh, with her own health issues. She didn't have home care workers. No one in her family was really trained in health care. So I always, whenever I have a bad day, I always think about her. And I just know that each homeless worker that I train is providing care to keep somebody living in their home longer. It makes them happy. I wonder, Michelle, have you always done home care? No, I haven't actually. When I started out nursing, I started working in a hospital. So what I started out was I started as an RN, flipped over, did my RPN. So I was working as an RPN in the hospital setting. So I, I've done a few in clinics, that kind of stuff, rehab. And then I, one of the things when I was in my last, my doing main consolidation, I said to myself, you know what? I'm in the hospital. I see the patient. I see them today, two, three days. I don't see them. What happened to them? What is the process? And there was no follow through. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to try community. So the opportunity came up and I went for community. And I'll be honest, I never looked back. 
I love the piece where I'm following the patient, I'm providing the care. That's what gives me my satisfaction and that's my passion. And then two, I looked at it, it was for my daughter as well because I was going to school when she was young and I wanted to be there. So I was trying to balance that piece and I found that balance. You're very passionate about what you do and your reasons for doing it. What's interesting is that there's been a lot in the press and the media and profile around uh, hospitals, those that are in the hospital, around long-term care, but very little has been written or spoken about home care. In nursing school, we're, I mean, my own experience, we're conditioned to do bedside nursing. I don't know why that's the focus. Um, I wish I did understand a bit more about it. It said home care here in Newfoundland is more privatized. It's not it's not run by, by the government, whereas the land, most long-term care facilities are. Maybe that's the reason why. Um, but there is a push here in Newfoundland to keep our seniors living in homes for as long as possible. So I am seeing improvements even in the three short years that I've been in this field. If you will, you know, somebody asked you to come to speak to a group of graduating nurses and you really wanted to interest them in community, particularly in home care, because there are lots of different kinds of community nursing. What would, what would your pitch be? Passion is one. You have to be passionate about what you do and love what you do. The other piece of it, boundaries. There are a lot of people who want boundaries. I'm not a boundary person. So for me, if you're one of those people you can just get up and go and do your thing, then that's good for you. But I would say, come on on this side to all those nurses who want to do community because it's building those connections, the rapport with the family. It's a, it's a team working together. And we do, we do support each other as um, nurses in the community. So we always have somebody to lean on, somebody to call on. It could be a coordinator in a sense where a CPC a clinical practice coach, somebody to call, somebody like um, Paul, for instance, for training, that kind of stuff, the education piece, the supporting of the home. So we do have that support, even though you are working independently, but you're the one driving the bus in regard to the patient care and you're talking to the patient of what they need. So I, I think, you know, it has to be a passion and a drive to do that. And it has to be a person who wants to go outside the box like Paul had mentioned for himself, right? Wanted to challenge himself. What would you say if, if uh, I asked you to come to speak to a group of students, Paul? I would say that they would need empathy. If they want to really feel like they're making a difference, you really get to feel like they're making a difference in the community and especially in home support. Once these clients are discharged home, I mean, you might be one or one of few nurses that they see until, God forbid, they are admitted back in hospital. So you really are making a difference. Even just the education part of it, something as simple as diabetic ed education to a person that has diabetes for numerous years that's uncontrolled, and you follow that patient, you know, for several months or for several years, and you see their they improve. It, it definitely does give you that feeling of joy. It makes you feel like you are making a difference. If you if you really, really are a nurse because you're trying to make a difference in the world, um, you really get to feel that. Thanks. I agree.
you were two amazing nurses who are really giving a lot of yourself to your patients, to your work. Uh, as I said, when I was trying to reach you, you'd be in the car, hard to get a hold of because you were still working. So what's the balance? How do, you, how do you build in some balance for yourself? It's challenging. I think I'm still trying to figure that part of it out. The more rewarding it is, you know, you, you make those connections with people. Uh, you're, you're in their home. You almost feel like you're part of the family. Um, so it's, it's really hard to shut that off. Um, you know, once 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the evening hits, you know, you leave up and you go home. These clients are still in your, in your mind. Um, I just try to focus, I just try to focus on the positive, you know, um, you know, focus on the positive impact that I, I made during that day. Um, and if, you know, something is bothering me, um, personally, you know, I go to the gym, uh, I just try to go home and relax. Um, uh, and then if something maybe doesn't go right, uh, the day before, then that'll be my priority for the next day and try to, that's usually where I'll, where I'll start. No, I, I agree with Paul because I've got a go-to person that I call her all the time. Again, for me, the satisfaction, making sure they're doing that follow-through, making sure the patient's needs are met. And of course, when I get to my door, it's a matter of updating my files, making sure everything's in place. Is there anything extra? Once I'm done that, I'll call a girlfriend of mine and we'll talk and we'll debrief. So another piece that helps us as well in the community, we have our, um, our, our huddle that we have every week. And so it's a group of us as palliative nurses and our supervisor, we get together, we talk about, you know, the concerns um, we do. And Sentinels also have a self-help line that we can actually tap into to talk about any concerns. But for me, it's listening to music, um, coming home, having that shower, and sometimes just watching some YouTube you talked about huddles. What is it like working for an organization that you're really in your car all the time? The same as Paul, you're on the road. How do you come together and be part of an organization when there's no, there are, there's a head office, like there's bricks and mortar, but you're not there in that spot? One of the biggest things we have the Microsoft team. So we get together and that's where we all connect. So we see each other's faces. So that's how we connect with, with each other because before it was coming together at a specific meeting spot, at a specific time, we have coffee, whatever, but we can't do that. So the Microsoft Teams is where we meet in our cars. I didn't even think of that. It is like another layer. Not only are you in your car from home to home, but with COVID, mm -hmm. you can't connect with your with your right. peers. So right. and what about you, Paul? The office that I work at primarily, we are very close. Uh, so we have daily huddles, weekly meetings. First thing in the morning, we'll get together, discuss any issues. But we've kind of, even pre-COVID, we were set up be able to connect virtually because there is there are such long distances across the province. Um, I have a nurse colleague in Cornerbrook, which is, uh, if anyone's familiar with New Plan, is the opposite side. Our smaller offices, we will have nurses, um, we refer to them as contract nurses, um, who will go out and do the training um, for our home support workers. Um, so it's a, a, virtual, you know, te uh, Microsoft Teams has been huge lately, um, Zoom, you know, whatever platforms, uh, whatever platforms we can utilize, we utilize. 
I wanted to bring close to this session of Nurses' Voices. What I'm so impressed with is that both of you come from two different perspectives. Michelle, you're right there with the patient. You are mm -hmm. providing uh, care either virtually or on site. And Paul, you play an amazing role of preparing uh, home support workers to also provide the care in a system in a sector that couldn't do without the both of you. So with that, I'd really like to thank you for taking the time to come on to Nurses Voices and to share your stories and to let other nurses in Canada know what's going on in Toronto and St. John's. So that was an interesting episode, Gail, and I'm not even sure that we got the whole picture of home care. It was really just a taste of what nurses who work in home care are faced with. They did bring a whole different perspective and even the roles that they had. Again, they talked about the passion they have for this role and how they brought in this time more of their, their own personal stories and how it played into what they do and why they do it. They like what they do. They're comfortable in their own skins. Mm -hmm. Michelle, she's a person who likes to be out there. She likes out of the box. She doesn't want to be constrained by the rules and regulations and the physical environment. And I think the same in a way for Paul. He was looking for something that would let him explore his whole self. There just was like a calmness about it. And I think we've seen that in other nurses. And, you know, if I were inviting them to, let's say, speak to a class of students, I think you'd feel confident that you can have a really good career. The other thing is, I just loved it when Paul says, well, I would tell them if you really want to make a difference, mm -hmm. you come to home care. You might be have years of a relationship with a family or a patient or a client. So if you want to make a difference, come to home care. There is something different about that kind of work. Mm -hmm. I mean, even going into a stranger's home, you know, when you're nursing in the hospital, that's your territory and the patient is the guest. Mm -hmm. When you're in the client's home, you might be doing the same thing you do in the hospital, but that's not your place. You're the guest. That's their territory. So just listening to them just talk about caring for people was wonderful. Yeah. I, I very yeah. much enjoyed it. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Nurses' Voices. You can view and listen to Nurses' Voices on a variety of platforms, including YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And remember, if you have a story to tell us or want to give us some feedback, please connect with us through nursesvoices.ca. Nurses' Voices is created by Donner Wheeler. It is supported by the Canadian Nurses Foundation and the Canadian Nurses Association. Nurses' Voices is produced by Sector Limited. Mm -hmm.